Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we look at world football or world soccer, however you want to call it. And we've got some news this week because they finally decided on how to align Champions League and Europa League, the final rounds, so that we can determine a winner. Of course, with this pandemic, everything's been put on hold, but finally they got together and figured out what they're going to do for Champions League. When the Champions League was suspended back in March, uh, we were in the second round of 16 legs. So in other words, the first round had been played with the round of 16, but the second uh, round had, or the second leg of the uh, 16 round had not been played. So that's going to be the first off on August 7th through the 8th. Then on August 12th through the 15th, quarterfinals will be played. August 18th and 19th, we'll see the semifinals. And then on August 23rd, we will have the final match. All of this is going to take place in the country of Portugal, more specifically in the capital of Lisbon in their fabulous soccer stadium there in downtown Lisbon. Muito obrigado a los portugueses. Uh, they have stepped up to the plate and have put together a, a good package, and everything's going to be uh, well done there. It's all going to be in one concentrated spot. Of course, they're playing in a beautiful area. Um, so the uh, people of Portugal have stepped up and have decided to bring the Champions League, the final uh, uh, part of it, to Portugal. This is going to be August 7th through the 8th, August 12th through the 15th, August 18th and 19th, and then August 23rd. All of those games, Champions League in Lisbon. And yes, folks, you're going to have plenty of soccer to watch in the month of August because Europa League will also be played in the month of August. But they're going to move Europa League a little bit farther east. Uh, they're going to use the cities of Cologne, Duisburg, Dusseldorf, and Glesenkirchen in Germany. These four cities have stepped up, have got good soccer stadiums there to hold the crowds. Now, excuse me, not hold the crowds, but to host the tournament. And Europa League will determine a winner. Unfortunately, the city of Gdansk, Poland, is going to lose out. They were supposed to host the final of the Europa League. They're going to lose lots of money on this, unfortunately. Uh, Gdansk is a nice city, uh, has come a long way since Lech Valenza started the revolution there to uh, put communism on the back shelf. And so, uh, the, the, uh, I, unfortunately, Gdansk is, is not going to uh, uh, reap uh, a great profit from uh, Europa League, which they could have reaped having the final there. So, unfortunately, Cologne, Duisburg, Dusseldorf, and Glessenkirchen are going to take uh, over, and they're going to host the final games. Now, with Europa League, August 5th through the 6th will be their round of 16. Then August 10th through the 11th will be the quarterfinals. August 16th and 17th, the semis. Then August 21st will be the final. That will be played at the Rhine Energy Stadion in Cologne, which is a beautiful facility. Sorry for the folks in Gdansk, Poland, that they're not going to host that Europa League final. Uh, congratulations to Cologne, Duisburg, Dusseldorf, and Glessenkirchen for stepping up for this um, very needy situation. So you're going to have lots of soccer to watch in the month of August, and it's going to be good quality soccer, good club teams playing. Europa League, again, will be the fifth and the sixth, two days before the Champions League on the round of 16. Then August 10th through the 11th, the quarterfinals, while the quarterfinals of Champions League will be August 12th through the 15th. August 18th and 19th, Champions League semis. August 16th and 17th, semis for Europa League. August 21st, the final at Cologne, Germany. August 23rd, the final for Champions League in the stadium in Lisbon. This is great news. Um, so good to see that the Champions League and Europa League will get played. Uh, we've had to put up with a lot of 
uncertainty in these times since the pandemic hit. So uh, it's good to see that this uh, soccer is going to be taken care of. We'll have some good soccer to watch during the month of August. Okay, getting to league action. We now have pretty much all the major leagues in Europe playing at this time. We're going to start back on the 18th of Thursday in La Liga Deportivo Alaves and Real Sociedad uh, played at Deportivo Alaves, Alaves winning 2-0 there. It was Valencia traveling to Real Madrid to play at the Bernabeu. Real Madrid had no trouble holding their home turf there. That was a 3-0 win for Real Madrid. On Friday, the 19th, in EPL action, we had Norwich City hosting Southampton. Southampton uh, taking care of the last place Norwich City uh, team, 3-0. Man United and Tottenham Hotspur hooked up at Hotspur. And uh, it, was a, it was quite a duel. Uh, two good soccer teams playing there. Uh, some good passing, some good attacks. But uh, it came out to a 1-1 draw. So no harm, no foul. Each team getting a point. In La Liga on that Friday the 19th, Villarreal went to Granada, won 1-0 on the road. Leganes went to Mallorca, tied 1-1. And Sevilla and Barcelona was the big game. It was a good game. Barcelona doesn't look as sharp as, uh, as they should coming off the pandemic break. Uh, Barcelona and Sevilla going to a 0-0 draw. That helped Sevilla tremendously. We're going to go over the standings in a few minutes of all the leagues in Europe, but let's get these scores to you so that you know who did what. On Saturday the 20th, we had a full slate of action that day. In the EPL, Leicester City and Watford went 1-1. It was Arsenal and Brighton at Brighton and Brighton on a late, late goal, very nicely played goal, shocking Arsenal 2-1. That's right, Brighton beating Arsenal 2-1. It was Wolves going to West Ham. David Moyes' club looked a little out of sync. Uh, Wolves, though, coming away with a 2-0 win there. And Burnmouth hosting Crystal Palace. Palace on the road looking very sharp. 2-0 there in that win. Now, in La Liga, Levante was at Espanyol there in Barcelona, and Espanyol fell 3-1. Espanyol has fallen to the bottom of La Liga, and it doesn't look good for them to stay there uh, through next year. Real Betis was on the road to Athletic Club. And Athletic Club got a 1-0 victory at home. Ibar and Hatafi played at, in uh, outside Madrid, and uh, that was a 1-1 draw. Atletico Madrid hosted Real Valladolid, and Atletico Madrid held serve at home with a 1-0 win. In Serie A action, this is on Saturday the 20th, it was Parma and Torino 1-1, while Cagliari traveled to Verona, and Verona got a home win there by a score of 2-1. Now, on, um, on the 20th, all of the Bundesliga played. Uh, there were no uh, Bundesliga did not play on Sunday the 21st. All the Bundesliga action was on Saturday the 20th, and this is the way the games came came out. Bayern Munich was at home to Freiburg. That was a 3-1 win for Bayern Munich. Borussia Dortmund with Eric Holland getting both goals. What else is new? Borussia Dortmund goes to Leipzig, wins 2-0 there. Union Berlin on the road to Hoffenheim. Union Berlin is not looking good on the road at this point. Hoffenheim winning there at home 4-0. It was Fortuna Dusseldorf hosting Augsburg. They played to a 1-1 draw. Bayer Leverkusen uh, played at Hertha Berlin in the Olympic Stadium there in Berlin. Hertha Berlin finally getting back on the winning way with a 2-0 shutout of Leverkusen. Werder Bremen went to Mainz, lost 3-1. It was Schalke hosting Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburg took it to them 4-1, a good win on the road for Wolfsburg. Eintracht Frankfurt going to Cologne, 1-1 draw there. It was Gladback going to Paderborn, not having any problems there, 
taking a 3-1 to one win. Now, as I mentioned again, Bundesliga was off on the 21st of Sunday, but there was action in other leagues. Newcastle in the EPL hosted Sheffield, and Sheffield United unfortunately came up with a red card in the 50th minute, so they had to play a man down the whole second half there at Newcastle. Magpies took advantage of that, came away with a 3-0 win. It was Chelsea going to Aston Villa and taking a 2-1 victory there. Everton and Liverpool played in the big game, the Meyer Side Derby, and Liverpool was supposed to maybe wrap up the uh, EPL officially at that point, but Everton played tough, played hard, uh, held, their, um, held their ground there in, the, in their stadium and came away with a 0-0 draw with Liverpool. Now, in La Liga on Sunday the 21st, a rather interesting game, um, and some people are still scratching their heads about this one. You got 13th-ranked uh, Celta de Vigo in the table playing 16th-seeded uh, Deportivo Alaves at Celta de Vigo. Okay, you got 13th and 16th from the La Liga table playing each other. Okay. The final score was 6-0. to nil. How this happened, nobody knows. There were two penalty kicks in the game, obviously both for Celta de Vigo. Uh, de Vigo had 73% possession, and Alaves had 27% possession. There were 10 shots inside the, uh, inside the box to uh, Alaves' three. It was just one of the most lopsided games you'll ever want to look at. If you look at the statistics, they were just mind-blowing. Again, Celta de Vigo, six. Deportivo Alaves, nothing. That was in La Liga on Sunday the 21st. Valencia hosted Osasuna. That was a 2-0 win. Real Madrid traveled to Real Sociedad, came away with a 2-1 win on the road. Serie A on Sunday the 21st, Sassuolo went to Atalanta, not even close. Atalanta 4, Sassuolo 1, and then Inter hosted Sampdoria, Inter winning at home 2-1 in Serie A action. Now, on Monday the 22nd, Man City hosted Burnley. Now, Burnley has has tried to keep, you know, just tread water there in uh, in the EPL in the middle of the table. And I give them credit there. They're, they're, they're trying hard. But Man City was just all over their game uh, on Monday the 22nd as they hosted Burnley. It was a 5 nothing win for Man City. In La Liga, Sevilla went to Villarreal and escaped with a 2-2 draw. Leganes and Granada played at Leganes, and that was a 0-0 tie. In other action... In Serie A, Fiorentina hosted Brescia. That was a 1-1 draw. Lecce hosted AC Milan, and AC Milan was looking real good, 4-1 in that game on the road. And then Juventus uh, went to Bologna, 2-0 win there. Guess who scored the first goal for Juventus? First two guesses don't count. (laughs) Yeah, Ronaldo, he gets it on a penalty kick. Juventus winning 2-0 at Bologna. Okay, on Tuesday... Um, Brighton Hove is going to travel to Leicester City in the EPL. And then the big game is West Ham at Tottenham. Both of those games are NBCSN starting at 1 o'clock Eastern time. In La Liga on Tuesday, you got Atletico Madrid going to Levante. Hetafe traveling to Real Valladolid. And Athletic Club is going to travel to Barcelona. In Serie A, 1.30 Eastern time, and this is on ESPN, they're showing the Italian league games now. Cagliari is going to travel to SPAL. Okay, also Napoli is going to go to Verona. Parma will be at Genoa. And Udinese will be at Torino. That's all Tuesday. So you've got a couple of games on TV that you can watch um, if you're, like, sheltering at home or whatever. You've got good soccer on to, to keep you occupied. On Wednesday, on NBCSN once again, 
At 1 o'clock Eastern time, Sheffield United will travel to Man U. That will be a very good game because Sheffield United and Man U are both up in the top five of the EPL. Sheffield United has had a great season. Aston Villa is going to travel to Newcastle on Wednesday. Everton will go to last place Norwich. Burnmouth is going to travel to Wolves. And then Crystal Palace will be playing at Liverpool. Liverpool could possibly wrap up officially the EPL in that game. Crystal Palace, tough on the road, but I don't know if Liverpool, uh, they may be the little overmatched with Liverpool. Now that game is going to be on NBCSN. That's at 3.15 Eastern time, 2.15 Central time. Uh, that's going to be after the Sheffield United Man U game on NBCSN on Wednesday. All right. While we're here and looking at um, these different uh, leagues, let's go over some of these standings. First of all, let's go to the EPL. We're talking about Liverpool here wrapping up the, uh, the EPL title. Currently, they sit up in first place with 83 points. They haven't officially wrapped it up. They still need to get either a tie and a Man City loss or a win and a Man City tie in order to get the, uh, the title officially handed to them. So Liverpool's at 83 points. Man City's at 60. Then Leicester City's in third place with 54. Now right behind Leicester, uh, Leicester City is Chelsea at 51. And then Man United at 46. So between first place and fifth place in the EPL is a difference of like 43 points. That shows you how dominant Liverpool has been this year. And Jurgen Klopp is just an amazing coach. He's got these guys playing at a very high level. Now, after uh, the fifth place, then we go down to Wolves at 46, Sheffield United at 44. Congratulations again on Sheffield United having a great year. When you're in the top 10 in the EPL, I don't care how many points you are out of first place, you're in the top 10 of the EPL. That's pretty, that's pretty good stuff. And considering the payroll that's not there, that's even more amazing. Tottenham is at 42, right behind Sheffield United. Then Crystal Palace at 42. Arsenal down at 40 with uh, Mikel Arteta uh, at the helm there. Hopefully he can get the team and make some changes during the offseason and then get them a little bit higher in the table. I'm sure the Arsenal fans would appreciate that. Burnley at 39. Everton at 38. Then the Magpies from Newcastle at 38 also. Then down below Newcastle is Southampton. They're at 37. Brighton at 32. Then Watford at 28. Elton John's team. Uh, West Ham at 27. And they are very precariously close to that relegation zone because the next three teams are in the relegation zone, Burnmouth, Aston Villa, and Norwich. Now, West Ham, of course, is David Moyes. He came in to keep them out of relegation. So hopefully he can put together a few ties, maybe a win in the stretch, and keep the team from uh, dipping into the relegation zone. That's the EPL. Looking at Serie A, Juventus uh, currently on top at 63 with Lazio. Yes, Lazio from Rome right behind them at 62. Inter Milan at 57. So you've got a six-point gap there between first and third place. Inter Milan's got some great talent and uh, should be able to make some sort of a run. But, boy, Lazio has really caught some people off guard, has really raised some eyebrows. They're playing some good football. They could make Juventus very nervous coming down the stretch. But, you know, Juventus has got you-know-who, Cristiano Ronaldo. And so when you've got him on your team and you've got a, a good base around him to work with him, it makes Juventus very tough. But, hey, Lazio, one point out of the uh, top spot there for Serie A. Let's see what happens. Uh, this could be very interesting going down the stretch. Okay, so we said Inter Milan was in third place. Now, Atalanta, <laughs> this is another surprise. They're in fourth, but they're at 51 points. So they're 11 points out of second place where Lazio is. So Atalanta right now, if they can uh, 
make some ground on Inter Milan, but a fourth place finish for Atalanta would be very, very good. Roma sitting in fifth place at 45. And you know the Roma fans aren't happy because Crosstown Lazio is up there at the top of the Serie A. So the Roma fans are kind of maybe maybe a little bit grumbling, but they need to understand that uh, you know, maybe make some moves in the offseason, get this team back up in the top three of Serie A. Napoli behind Roma at 39, then AC Milan at 39, Verona at 38, Parma at 36, Bologna at 34, Cagliari at 32, Sassuolo at 32, Fiorentina at 31, then Udinese with 28 points, uh, Torino with 28, Sampdoria 26, Genoa 25, then we get to the relegation zone with Lecce at 25, SPAL at 18, and Brescia at 17. Looks like SPAL and Brescia for sure are going to be dropping down to second division for next year. And hopefully that'll help them a little bit get their uh, acts together and get things going in the right direction. Now, talk about another close race. (laughs) This is really something to watch. And I said this on an earlier broadcast earlier in the year, that this is going to be a two-horse race coming down the stretch, and it always is. Real Madrid and Barcelona in La Liga. Oh, my goodness. Each tied with 65 points, okay? All right, so we've got some uh, good games coming down the road. And believe me, each one's watching the other in the standings. I can tell you that right now. When they go to these stadiums, they're watching scoreboards while they're playing, okay? So Real Madrid and Barcelona each with 65 points. Then you got Sevilla at 53. A good showing by Sevilla. They're in third spot, and they need to hold that spot because that would be a great showing for them. Atletico Madrid, though, is right on their heels with 52 points. But then there's a little bit of a break, and Hitafi, uh, the uh, suburbs of Madrid team, you might say, is down there at 48 points. Villarreal right behind them at 48. Then you got another little group, Real Sociedad at 47, Valencia at 46, and Atletico Bilbao at 42, along with Granada. Levante and uh, Osasuna, uh, Levante 38, Osasuna 35, and Alaves at 35. And then uh, the, the table goes on down. The uh, last three teams are Mallorca, Leganes, and Espanyol. And it looks like Leganes and Espanyol pretty much are uh, destined for second division Spanish football as of next year. In the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich continues to dominate. Uh, 79 points there. Borussia Dortmund at 69. Uh, RB Leipzig at 63 with Munch and Gladbach right behind them at 62. And Bayer Leverkusen at 60. Then there's a big gap after those teams. Wolfsburg at 49. Hoffenheim at 49. Freiburg at 45, and Eintracht Frankfurt at 42, Hertha Berlin at 41, Schalke 39, and Union Berlin at 38. Uh, you know that the folks at Hertha Berlin want them to stay where they are so they can keep ahead of Union Berlin. I just don't want to imagine what the Hertha Berlin people would think if Union Berlin all of a sudden jumped over them in the standings toward the end of the year. They're not. Uh, there's only about three or four weeks left in the Bundesliga, so it uh, could be an interesting uh, stretch uh, going down there uh, between Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin. I know they're watching each other. Uh, down in the uh, relegation zone, unfortunately, we've got uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf, Werder Bremen, and Paderborn. Paderborn, unfortunately, has just been down there all year. And hopefully a trip down to the uh, second division Bundesliga would help them get them maybe a little reorganized. Werder Bremen, uh, what a storied franchise. Sorry to see them down so low. Dusseldorf, hopefully they can get something together and uh, do, do what they can to get uh, better next year. Okay, uh, coming some games coming up this week that you all need to know about. I wanted to tell you about a Serie A um, coming up on uh, Wednesday. Uh, We've got Atalanta hosting Lazio. Big game here because I told you about in Serie A that Atalanta 
was having a great year. They're Magna in fourth place, Lazio in second place. Now, this game's going to be on ESPN at 3.45 Eastern time. Again, ESPN Wednesday, Lazio going to Atalanta will be a very, very good match indeed. Then on Thursday, you'll want to see um, uh, Chelsea is going to host Man City. That's going to be a great game as usual. 3.15 Eastern time, that's NBCSN. Then on next Sunday, uh, the FA Cup was going to be shown on ESPN. This is a regular tournament played in England. They've had to put that on hiatus uh, for this pandemic thing. But you've got three games on next Sunday on ESPN beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and it's FA Cup action. Arsenal going to Sheffield United, Chelsea at Leicester City, and Man City at Newcastle United. So some great soccer coming up this week. Uh, Hopefully you can catch some of those games. There's some good action going on there. That's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles this week. Uh, Lauren McClay, of course, is our producer. She does a great job. John Dang is the guy that handles the microphone and all the good sound. And then DC McClay is in our ideas department. Once again, thanks a lot for tuning in. I'm Dan McClay. Again, this is Kicks and Dribbles, and we hope to see you next time. Please keep washing your hands. Watch that social distancing. Six feet apart, please. Wear your mask if you have to. And whatever you do, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.